Welcome, everybody, to Keeping It Real. Today, we are going to talk about autoimmune disease, pain, and inflammation. Because they all kind of go hand in hand. If you can get pain and inflammation in the body under control, then things like autoimmune diseases can be controlled too. So there's various ways to go about it. And I want to share that with you guys. It's something I have struggled with. I have psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. And since I deal with it, I know how important and life-changing some of this information can be to help you live a better, more fulfilled life and not let any of these conditions, whether it be an autoimmune condition you have or pain and chronic inflammation, it can literally stop you in your tracks. It can stop you from wanting to socialize. It can stop you from wanting to eat certain foods. Um, it's just, it's hell. It's hell to deal with. And let's go ahead and jump into it. And I'll give you guys lots of helpful info so you can make a difference in your life with this stuff. Get you better educated. First and foremost... I have found this lady named Palmer Kipola who had a dreadful story that has a happy ending. And um, since her story is so phenomenal and how she overcame it with education and trial and error, I want to share it with you guys. And she's got a website, too, that's freaking awesome as far as uh, everything. She, she coaches people how to deal with this um, autoimmune disease leaky gut, pain, inflammation, all of it. So let's start with her story. Beginning at the age of 19, one day she woke up with a tingling sensation in her feet. Like the blood had been cut off from that body part. Everybody's experienced that before where you fall asleep on an arm or you cross your legs in a certain way and you feel basically like numbness, tingling in the legs where the blood's being cut off. So... Anyway, she went to work thinking it would go away, but as the day went along, it crept up to her upper leg. Then it moved to her arms. Before the day ended, it was at her chin. So her family scheduled a meeting with a neurologist. After some serious testing, the doctor came back with an answer. You have multiple sclerosis and there is no cure. You will be on medication for the rest of your life is what he told her. That is the prognosis that we all hear with autoimmune disease. Doctors do not claim to be able to do anything to get it into remission or cure you because it's supposed to be incurable. So, eventually her systems turned from tingling to numbness, complete loss of feeling. It would last for four to six weeks sometimes. She could move, but barely, only with help from her parents. So this was a horrible, very sudden onset of symptoms that she had. And it made it near impossible for her to do the most modest tasks in her life. And she could not work anymore. Um, it would get really severe and then kind of go back into remission a little bit, then come back. So, and, and the severity of her symptoms we're to the point to where there is no life for somebody like that. You live in dependency on somebody else to take care of you, to help you to the bathroom, to help feed you. If you need to get up and do anything, you can't walk because you can still move your limbs, but you can't feel them. So you don't have any reference where you are in space. So I felt bad for her when I read this. It was uh, 
very eye-opening how severe some people suffer from autoimmune disease. When Palmer was first diagnosed, it was before the internet age, so she had nowhere to look for answers except for doctors. That's unfortunate. Across the board, she was told medication was the only way to manage her disease, but there was no cure. So Palmer starts doing anything she possibly can to find ways to holistically help herself. Um, She finds ways to eliminate stress, anxiety, worry, because these all exacerbate the symptoms is what she's noticed. Almost universally, that's the same in every case. These things are all going to cause you to have worse autoimmune disease, um, more inflammation, worse pain from swelling. Um, She also used breath work, meditation, yoga. She said it can decrease the symptoms by increasing peace and a calm state. Very, very true. Later on, she went and saw a therapist. Not just one, multiple She found evidence linking symptoms to profound trauma in her childhood, leaving her mind and body stuck in fight or flight mode. All these traumas need to be addressed for full healing, whether you have a lot of small ones or one massive event. So drugs, diet, supplements, they can all help a little bit. But for remission, you must confront and heal any kind of emotional traumas. They get stored in your body. So Palmer unfortunately spends 20 years fighting against the symptoms. They would relax and then return. She continued to seek help from numerous neurologists, different medications, different doctors. It was the only way she could control it other than the holistic ways that I spoke about just earlier. Um, So after 20 years, six neurologists, tons of medications, Eliminating or trying to the best she could uh, get rid of stress and anxiety by using meditation and uh, yoga. She's still fighting. With no real relief, she sought out a nutritionist. They ran very specific tests to begin with. What stuck out was her body's intolerance to gluten. They found out she had an extreme sensitivity to gluten. Immediately, she removed the gluten. In two weeks after her horrible gut and intestinal issues disappeared. That's very important. So the stats are 70% of your immune system is your gut. That's a hell of a lot. So since 70% is your immune system, unfortunately, Palmer didn't find this out till, like I said, 20 years later. She now claims you must start with food. The other ancillary methods that were spoken of, they all help. They're all going to push you the right directions toward remission and getting rid of the condition. But the number one thing is food. It is the largest part of the cure. Three things always seem to come up. Gluten. She discourages everyone from taking in gluten. It causes varying degrees of inflammation in every single person. Most people, although can handle it and live a normal life, But if you have an autoimmune disease, it's an absolute must to eliminate. Dairy, get rid of all dairy products. Sugar and even fructose, fruit, get rid of it. Up to five hours after ingesting, your immune system will literally shut off with sugar or fructose in your system. So it's a no-no. You want to eliminate it also. Autoimmune disorders are immune system problems. 
They're not a physical issue. You want to unburden your immune system and strengthen it. So the autoimmune paleo diet is what she recommends. Um, The autoimmune paleo diet is, of course, a little twist on the regular paleo diet. So if you don't know what the paleo diet is, it is the traditional paleo diet that eliminates all grains and processed foods. It focuses on whole, nutrition-dense foods such as fruit, vegetables, organic meats, eggs, and wild-caught fish. However, this is not often comprehensive enough for chronic autoimmune disease as not enough of the immune triggers are removed. So what conditions exactly are listed that this helps out? Hashimoto's, rheumatoid arthritis, coliac disease, adrenal fatigue, recurrent viral infections and low immunity, polycystic ovarian syndrome, multiple sclerosis, Skjorgens, I don't even know how to pronounce that one, type 1 diabetes, and lupus. Good Lord, that's a lot. And there's even other ones. I don't want to go over all of them. But the autoimmune paleo diet, obviously, is a great diet to use. Um, It includes all vegetables except nightshades, fresh fruit, coconut, oil, milk, flour, and coconut aminos, fermented food, kefir, kombucha, coconut yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, organic grass-fed meats, organ meats, poultry, seafood, herbal teas, vinegar, Oils and fats, olive oil, ghee, lard, avocado, oil, herbs, ginger, turmeric, basil, thyme, sage, oregano, rosemary, mint, cinnamon, gelatin, arrowroot, starch. These are all the things they have listed. Excluded from the autoimmune paleo diet are nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, grains, dairy products, dried fruit, all processed foods, fuck no, none of that shit, eggs, chocolate, come on man, we know that, nightshades, plants, tomatoes, potatoes, capsium, eggplant, chili, seeds, herbs, mustard seeds, coriander seeds, fennel, fenugreek, tapioca, vegetable oils are a big motherfucking no-no, artificial sweeteners... Artificial sweeteners. There we go. Um, Stevia and xylitol. So now you know what it includes. And this is the main thing is all the things that you're excluding, you're going to do it for 30 to 90 days. You'll have to decide which one that you can bear doing. The best way to do it, though, is do it for 30 days. If you don't see a remission of all your symptoms, then keep going. Maybe it takes you 60 days. Then you see a remission of all your symptoms. Then one at a time, I want to have nuts back in my diet. Try nuts for a week. Do you have any of the symptoms come back? No? Go ahead and add another food then. Say you want to add this some grains. I want oatmeal in the morning. Try grains for a week. Oh, trigger. My psoriasis flared up. My Hashimoto's flared up. My multiple sclerosis flared up. So obviously I can't have grains anymore. Whatever it is, this is an elimination diet. You take everything out, get it down to the basics, and then after you've done it for long enough to see a remission of your symptoms, then you try reintroducing the foods to see what you can actually have. And, man... Nothing tastes better than getting your damn health back. I mean, nothing. So don't get all whiny and cry and 
throw a big titty fit over the fact that you might have to do this. If you want to stay sick and miserable, then don't do it. But if you want to find a way to cure it, this is it. After the period of eliminating all the uh, non-paleo foods, you're eventually going to go, well, I do want to have a cheat. I want to have a hamburger or pizza. Don't fucking do that. Because if you do, you're throwing grains, cheeses, all sorts of just multiple things at at you. So if you trigger a symptom, you're not going to know what it came from. That's why you do single things at a time over a week or two and, and see if it causes a reaction. So fuck the hamburgers, fuck the pizza for now. Once you figure out what you can have and what you can have in your future is a hamburger or pizza or ice cream or whatever. Once you heal, once you heal, once you remove the inflammatory foods, the gut does heal. Lots of medications that you take can actually perpetuate the leaky gut syndrome. So if you can try, start eliminating medications or cutting back on them. Unless, of course, it's going to be a life-threatening incident to remove medication. Just try and remove all the bad stuff. Some people just don't produce enough stomach acids either. In this case, supplement with HCL or digestive enzymes. It's very helpful. And I would say... As far as digestive enzymes, try bio-optimizers. They have the best probiotic and digestive enzymes on the market. They also have a gluten guardian for those cheat days where you want to have gluten and not have it impact you. Help it digest and move through your system without huge insulin spikes. Um, It's what I recommend. Um, And of course, I don't get paid shit to tell you that. I'm telling you because it's the best stuff. Bio-optimizers. So check them out. Also, adding fiber helps. Fiber actually feeds your little gut bacteria, the microbiome. And then when you feed these guys, they're happy and they break down your foods better. That's what happens. Everything's fiber just turns you into liquid shit. It moves stuff to your colon. It did, you know, what you're actually doing is you're feeding and boosting the microbiome in your gut, and then they react better by tearing down your foods. More profoundly. So that's how that actually works. Next on Palmer's list is infections. When you compare human cells to bacteria and other microbes, scientists have found we are 90% composed of bacteria. Is that not freaking crazy? Cell for cell and bacteria for bacteria. 90% of us were proliferated by bacteria. It's everywhere. They've even found it in the fucking brain, man. Symbiotic relationship. Normally, when most people have an infection, immediately they turn to antibiotics. You know it's true. How many times have you had a sniffly nose or a little bit of a cough or something and you go run to the doctor and that's bam. First thing they do is give you a damn antibiotic, man. Well, that kills the bad bacteria, but it also kills the good stuff, which can lead to an imbalance that causes even more problems and ailments that you have to deal with. You want your microbiome strong. Overgrowth of bad bacteria, such as candida, can cause body-wide inflammation. Mold, microtoxins, they can be similar culprits in this situation. Oral challenges, such as cavitations, can put infections inside your mouth and cause a burden on your immune system. So, the point is, 
don't think an antibiotic should be used for every situation here. Just think twice about the antibiotics. If you can beat it with your immune system, do it. Don't just take the easy way out and go, I'm going to take an antibiotic because you're destroying your microbiome every time you do that. And since your body is made up of 90% bacteria instead of just human cells, think about that. You don't want to be killing off the good guys that are helping you. I mean, they live on the outside of your skin and your stomach and your brain. They're freaking everywhere in your body, in your intestinal tract. They're in your mouth. Don't just kill, 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 kill. Don't fucking kill. These guys are your friends. You do not want to murder them. They can't help you if you murder them. (laughs) So keep them alive and thriving. Take care of them little buddies and little sons of bitches. They're doing good work for you all the time and you just don't realize it. Okay, now the next thing on her list is toxins. 70% of our toxic load comes from food. Well, we went over that and that can be cleared out quickly. Just change to organic biodynamic foods. It can be a bit more expensive, but you have to think of health and longevity and the money you save not seeing the doctor or buying medicine. So toxins can be severely cut down by simply changing your diet to all the organic foods we talked about and eliminating all the processed junky shit and then look into water filtration. Water filtration can get rid of all the chemicals and junk that are in tap water. One thing that's even been found in tap water is people's medications they throw down the toilet or hell, they're taking medication, they piss in the toilet. Somehow through processing, it doesn't even remove all this stuff. So We end up with medications coming into our drinking water that we're taking, too. It's freaking crazy, man. Next on the list, hormones. There are six hormonal imbalances that seem to be drivers of autoimmune disease. You may have never realized, but vitamin D is a hormone. I've talked about this before. Vitamin D is very important. You get it tested and find out where you're at. Make sure this one is up there. It's the easiest one to take care of. You want your vitamin D right. If you can't afford to go get tests, then supplement. Get out and get some sunlight. Get out in the morning or before the sun goes down and just take a walk or soak up some sun however you can. The sun doesn't even have to be out. If if there's cloud covering everything, as long as it's daylight outside, you're going to get sun as long as there's some skin exposure. So don't be mistaken. You don't have to see the sun to get the exposure. As long as you're out in it, your skin's exposed, you're soaking up vitamin D. You're actually soaking up UV and your body converts that to vitamin D and other things. Photobiosynthesis, that's what our body does, it's amazing. Okay, next, melatonin. This is a great immune booster. And also, I've talked about this in a previous episode, melatonin actually improves your sleep. And I've found multiple studies now that say you can take as much melatonin as you want and it will never cut off your natural melatonin release. So take a little melatonin in the evening. Between 2.5 to 5 grams, about an hour before bed. Not grams, I'm sorry, milligrams. 2.5 to 5 milligrams before bedtime. Take that, you'll sleep like dynamite. And you're going to boost your immune system at the same time. And we need that if we're fighting immune system disorders and inflammation and pain and stuff. Women, are you taking birth control? 
I bet all you ladies are trying to control it. Well, many have been scientifically validated to cause a leaky gut. And if that happens, that's one of the main culprits of autoimmune disease is leaky gut. So figure out if you can go without birth control. Cut it out. Make the dude wear a condom or pull out or something. Next, cortisol. This hormone is elevated during high stress, anxiety, fight or flight. Find a practice to control anxiety and stress like Palmer talked about earlier. Breathing, meditation, remove stressful people and places if possible. Um, Get a pet. Pets help you relax and release oxytocin and serotonin and all sorts of feel-good hormones by petting on them and playing with them. Take a hot bath. Have hot, raunchy sex with your partner or however many people you can because that's good for you too. Just don't be out there proliferating, making babies all over the place unless that's what you want. But sex releases all sorts of good hormones that make you feel good and lower your stress and anxiety. Hang out with your friends. Spend time with them. Laugh. All these investments pay off big time. Okay, that's all the info I have from Palmer. So if you want to uh, find Palmer Coppola, here is her website. And she's got a little gift where you can check out the food guide on there for free if you don't want to hire her as a coach. So Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, Coppola, K-I-P-P-O-L-A dot com forward slash gift. And that takes you to the autoimmune food guide. And that'll help get you started doing this. Goes over everything that I've basically talked to you about as far as the foods and the other stuff's just a bonus that can help you out. So my best to you who are all fighting against issues like this, because I have struggled with it myself and I know it can be embarrassing. It can be life-changing, altering, making it where you can't do anything like you once could. You can suffer from... Loss of energy, loss of willpower to do anything, be in pain and agony all the time, or have horrible blemishes all over your body. So check out this lady's work. It's phenomenal. I've incorporated lots of this stuff before I ever found out who she was, but now I have even more to work with, and I have mine under pretty good control from diet and exercise and um, some UV light, um, saunas, Cold exposure, cryo. I do all sorts of crazy shit, man, to keep mine. I'm a, I'm a health fanatic, so I got mine. Now you get yours. And listen, everybody, if you are listening to this podcast right now, then you might have a friend that would enjoy this. Please recommend me to somebody. If you're on Apple, I have one shitty fucking review on there that's really bad. Help me out. Go on there. If you're getting value out of this, leave me a review. Give me five stars, hopefully. (laughs) That's what I'm looking for. Hopefully, you'll give me five stars. Um, And if you're not on Apple, go to any of the review sections. Review me. Rate me. It's going to help me out get noticed in the future so I can move forward in the ratings and be noticed by more Strangers out there who've never, ever heard a word about me. So it would do me a big favor. It would help me out a lot. And I would appreciate it. So thank you guys for joining me today. 
I hope this autoimmune inflammation and pain guide helps you out in the future. And I will be joining you again sometime very, very soon in the near future. Like Nostradamus, I can predict this with almost certainty. Take care of yourself. I will see you next time. Bye. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all this at your own risk. Keeping it real.